Hello everyone and welcome to the Audio Games Buffet. I am your host, William. You know, recently social distancing has become a very big part of everybody's life. And in this episode, Ashley and I are going to be talking about how audio games might be able to help with the anxieties of social distancing and still maybe bring us closer with our friends. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. And today we're going to talk about um, audio games, but we're also going to talk about what are our favorite audio games um, that might help us um, get through this time uh, of the coronavirus. So I'll get started by saying I have switched to more of playing um, strategy games now more than ever. I've started playing more of King of Dragon Pass. Um, Six Ages, uh, games that really uh, make me think. And, uh, you know, they're not just um, simple games because I need to keep my mind occupied and away from what's going on. Yeah, it's interesting that you say that because when you asked if I would do this, how are you distracting yourself with audio games episode, I was thinking about how I've been wanting to download Manamon 2 for weeks, but now that I've finished playing through Manamon One again, like it's such a long adventure. Yeah, and I don't have the time to mentally focus on that. And it's not so much a strategy game, you know. There's lots of walking around, but I've definitely been much more into the games that yeah. I have to make choices or compete against somebody else. To just try to keep my mind as occupied as possible. Yeah. Um, and that's a good point, too. Um, you had mentioned a game to me called uh, Zombies Lockdown. No, Zombies Run. Zombies Run. Yeah, so that's actually a different kind of game. That I have been doing because as much fun as it might be to sit on the couch and watch TV or read a book or do something all day you know we do have to try and stay active for our health Mm -hmm. so this is a half game half exercise Mm -hmm. program um i was actually using it this morning i like to sneak out of the house at 7 a.m when nobody else is around go for a walk around the neighborhood um but you walk around with your phone Mm -hmm. and I have bone conduction headphones so I can still hear what's going on around me. Mm -hmm. Um, And you're basically in the zombie apocalypse and you get sent out on missions to gather supplies for your township. And every once in a while you hear warning zombies detected and they chase you and you have to speed up. Um, And yeah, it's just kind of a way to keep yourself motivated there's a storyline each mission you do tells you more about what happened in the zombie apocalypse and the longer you walk or bike or run or whatever you're doing the more supplies you get to build up your township and then you can do like a sim city situation where you're building windmills and schools and solar panels and things you need to survive 
Yeah, that game does sound pretty cool. I might actually take a look at it. I have to admit that, um, you know, I haven't looked at it, but I think I might need to. Um, it's re- not free, I will say. Sorry to interrupt you. No, that's okay. Don't worry. Um, um, but it's nineteen ninety nine a year. Mm-hmm. I think it's worth it. But you know, some people are very price sensitive. But you can play the first five missions for free and at least see if you like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that the reason I said zombies lockdown is I thought that um, I thought that they had made. Um, another type of um, game along the same lines, but one that you could do inside your house while still being motivated. Oh, interesting. And, and that's oh. why I, and it was on audio. It's one of the, it was in one of the forums on uh, audiogames.net. Oh, I'll have to look that up. I was going to say there was a podcast about zombies called We're Alive Lockdown, hmm. but yeah, I'll have to look into that. You can play this game in your house Mm -hmm. um, because you can turn off step counting and GPS and you can put it in a mode which is constant pace where it just kind of pretends that you're walking and goes by time. So you can be stretching or I don't know, lifting weights at home and it's just going by the amount of time you're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, for me, so everyone has different strategy, um, you know, in terms of, you know, dealing with what's going on in the world right now and uh, different audio games they like to play. But for me, for me personally, um, I find that um, when I'm playing the strategy games like King of Dragon Pass or uh, games where I have to make uh, decisions, it, it, it occupies my brain. So I'm not constantly wondering what's going on on the news and uh, everything like that. Um, and I will say that, um, you know, you know, that's what works for me, but it may not work for, for everyone. Yeah. What's really been helpful to me is to find games that I can go back to or leave whenever I want to without it ruining any kind of storyline. I like any kind of game where I can just go in for a couple of minutes and take a couple of turns because as you know, I have the luxury of being able to work from home. Yeah. But there's so much extra stuff going on in terms of setting up conference calls and getting people onto, um, you know, internet chat groups and trying to set all of those things up that I just don't have time to sit down for an hour during the work week and play a game. So, yeah. If I can go into blindfold bird songs and play a couple of rounds, which we did an episode ago, maybe two episodes ago. Um, But the blindfold games and the ear games have definitely been top of my list. I like the blindfold bird songs one. Actually, I really like that one a lot. That was in the episode that I just released. Um that was the that was the latest episode so i I really you know i listened to that and you know i'm not much into birds Mm -hmm. um but i'm actually thinking of downloading that one myself yeah it makes me feel smarter than i am when i can be like oh there's a white-eyed vireo and people are like what the right (laughs) um yeah i've been very into playing europoly which is 
an audio Monopoly game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been great because when I played it as a little kid, we never actually read the rules. <laughs> so I feel like I'm playing a whole new game because um, yeah. we would just go around and be like, I just landed on this thing. I'm going to buy 17 houses and you owe me $28,000 because we didn't know what we were doing. Right. Um, <laughs> so um, we, you know, playing that as an adult, I have a whole new game now and I found I'm very competitive. You know, I take it personally when somebody buys a property I was going to buy. <laughs> so yeah, getting... that, um, um, when you play that uh, game, um, do you play against computer opponents or can you play against real people? You play against computer opponents. Uh, I wish because you know, sometimes the blindfold games and ears games have a version that says with friends. So mm-hmm. it'll be wild card. And then the version next to it will be wild card with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, they do not have an ear opoly with friends that I know of. Yeah. And I do like the uh, blindfold games a lot. Um, one game that um, I love is the, and I think I've said this before, is the blindfold pool. Mm, yeah. Because um, that you did an sure. episode on that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah I did. Um, that was actually um, my second episode um, that I did that on. Yeah. Uh, my other big game has been blindfold tra- or is it ear travel card? It's hard to remember because it's the same company. Right. I think it started off as blindfold. It was originally blindfold road trip, and then I think it was blindfold travel cards, and now I think it's ears travel cards. Um, but that's really fun. You use different cards that you're playing with to move an imaginary card around. Imaginary car, excuse me. Oh. Uh, um, and you try to get, it's basically the game Thousand Miles, if anyone's ever played that. And you try to get your car to the finish line before the other person. And you can put stop signs in front of the other person or make them crash. And then they have to play a repairs card. Um, and that. You can probably do an entire game within 15 to 20 minutes. So that's a perfect chunk of time for me. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a really cool game. I actually, when you said 1,000 Miles, I instantly knew what you were talking about. Because I played 1,000 Miles on uh, something called the Quentin uh, Quentin Playroom, um, which is online. And I've also played it on um, RS Games. Yeah, So same concept. Yeah, um, wow, those sound like really two interesting games which to be honest i heard of them both but i never really gave them uh, uh you know a good uh, a good look but i think uh, i might go back and experiment with those yeah uh, i've done a lot of their games because i used to be a beta tester for them i'm not anymore because i got so many of them um but whenever a new one would come out i would just play it and give them some feedback a lot of them i would play and just delete because i'm not super into things like the basketball games and the pool games that just doesn't do it for me but the ones that i like i've kept yeah the one thing i don't like about the basketball game is the fact that you're not playing you know you're not playing against another another team it doesn't seem like you just make shots and okay well here's your score and to me that just to me, that's kind of boring. 
Yeah, that's more a back basketball practice game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Yeah, um, but definitely I want to check out Earsopoly and um, um, the travel the travel cards one. That those sound like really two really neat games um, that I think I'd enjoy playing, and and they're a little strategical. But I think um, I think you make a really good point when you say you know I need a game that I can pick up and put down. Yeah. You know, and and I don't have to you know, and you don't have to really put too much thought into it. Um, if you haven't tried Audio Pong already mm-hmm. by Pitch Black, um, it's really a cool game. Yeah. Uh, so you you how it's uh, they recommend that you wear headphones, mm-hmm. um, but you play uh, Pong against um, I think it's like nine other opponents, or it's a bunch of other opponents in different arenas, and you keep leveling up. But if you lose, you go back to the start. So, so there's no saving the game but um it's in the uh audio games forum in the new releases and uh it's on the um it's on the um games for ios page uh on the uh, apple this website excellent yeah um pat and i my husband and i have been playing a Pong game on his Nintendo Switch, which oh, nice. usually isn't accessible to blind people. Mm-hmm. Um, but you use the controllers like the paddles and you face each other, not a screen. And it makes a sound and you hit it based on the sound. And it'll make a different sound depending on whether they spike it or if they do a gentle, slow type thing. So you have to modulate if you're going to go fast or slow. Uh, and that's been pretty fun because you're playing against an actual person not the computer Um, and then there's a bunch of other games within that bank called one two switch so if there's any sighted people out there who have a blind relative they want to play with you could download one two switch onto your nintendo switch and there's probably like 30 different little games that you can play so is it an app to make is it an app to make the switch more accessible in general or is it just a collection of games that uh it's just one game called one two switch i guess one program called one two switch yeah um and it was i guess accidentally accessible oh. <laughs> um, because the point is supposed to be that you look at each other and you face off against each other so no one's supposed to be looking at the screen it's like the same concept of touch typing or playing the piano like no one's supposed to be looking down at their hands anyway Um, and there's all kinds of weird little things there's like who can milk a cow the fastest and it's just a matter (laughs) of how you use the um i think they call it the joy con but it's just the controller um, they turn it into an electric razor, and I guess the radar beam coming out of the top of it looks at your face. And you have to move it all over your face about an inch away. You don't actually touch yourself. That's pretty um, cool. <laughs> yeah. There's a modeling competition, which is hilarious. You have to like put the controller against your hip, and you have to walk with swinging your hips as wide as you can, and you have to strike these different poses. It's just weird and fun i love it sounds fun it kind of makes me think of um i've actually i've played the uh 
we with friends and I played the um the uh bowling games. Yeah, uh, yep. That's I mean, it may not be it may not be accessible in terms of I can't tell what the, the you know, the people, the avatars look like when you choose one or how to set it up, but it's still really fun to play with friends. Um and um with bowling you can just you know, I can tell where the T V is. So in the past when I played it, I haven't played it in a long time, but in the past when I played it um, I just I know where the TV is, and I swing the controller um, toward the TV. Yeah. Um, and but they that my friends um, from the get go told me um, the people who I was playing with that you know I was to always wear the little strap. Yes, because, that is so important. Because I mean, and and um, you know, my friend he had a big screen TV, and he was like, you know, that cost me a lot of money, and I do not want you throwing the remote through it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I always put the little wristband around my wrist. I think it was during one where we were supposed to be shooting each other <laughs> that I did it so quickly that it just flew out of my hand, and it definitely would have hit him if it didn't have the wrist strap. Oh no! <laughs> it would have been a problem. It was quite entertaining, actually, but. <laughs> I've done the Wii bowling and Wii boxing a couple times, and it is a very similar experience where I can't go through the menus by myself because that's not accessible, but I can play the games with someone else. Yeah, and that's that's still a really um, that's still a really fun to, um, fun thing to do. Uh, one thing I'd love to see somebody come out with for you know either the iPhone or or something uh, with a portable device is. Um, a sim game where you can uh, build an accessible sim game where you can build a, a town and you have to manage like the fire department and the water department or whatnot. Mm. Yeah. Uh, another thing that I think is really good is to try to get a social situation going on to fight off the social isolation. Uh, yeah. And I've been playing with my friends a game called Jackbox, which, again, I think is accidentally accessible. Mm -hmm. Um, You go to it. It's on jackbox.tv. You don't need any www's or anything. Mm -hmm. Um, And whoever creates the game room gets a four-digit code that they can give everybody. And... Then you can sign in on your phone or your computer if you wanted to. I did it on my phone. And everybody can play these different games. Uh, The one I was playing last night was, I think it was called Fibbling or something like that. Something ridiculous. Mm -hmm. Um, Where you have to submit an answer to the question that is a lie. And then it posts to everybody everybody's lies and one correct answer and you know this can be with people all the way across the country or in different countries as long as you're all in that same game room like a conference line Um, and then people have to pick the answer and if they pick your lie you get points and if you pick the right answer you get points Um, so for example the question was something like Etna and Bernie whoever were just voted the world's sexiest blank and I submitted the lie old people 
and my friend submitted one that was like a contractor, um, archaeologist, you know, things like that. The answer turned out to be farmers, but all the answers showed up and you get to pick and you get points. And if you have Zoom or Discord are going at the same time and someone is sharing the audio, you can hear everybody talking to each other and everybody's laughing and, oh my gosh, how could you possibly pick that? What's wrong with you? What kind of answer is that? Um, there's a Mad Lib rap competition. That's pretty fun. Um, and it's just a good way to interact with your friends. You know, I'm really glad that you told me about that because I, I want to I wanna check that out. Uh, because you know i've even though i'm around family um you know me and me and uh my wife are around family um social distancing is still um giving me some uh anxiety actually it's giving me a lot of anxiety i'm not afraid to admit that um and so you know a, a place where i can play um games with, with friends and and it's successful and um that really um i really am going to check that out because i think it would help me um I think it would it would uh, just be one more thing to help me through. Yeah, we've been doing it on Saturdays as like a regular thing, Saturdays at 8. And it just gives you something to look forward to. And it's not even so much about the game. It's just that you're doing something together. And you know, a lot of interactive online games, I'm going to go old school here, but say things like World of Warcraft and... I'm sure people are screaming at me right now that play video games and say, how could you say that? There's so many other better ones now. <laughs> um, but, you know, Pat is always playing games online, talking to other people in their co-op games. And so he's talking with his friends all day, every day. Yeah. And I mean, there aren't really a whole bunch of interactive audio games out there. Right. I mean, there's Dice World, uh, which which I've still been playing with with um, you know with people and everything. I've been playing it with with um, with my wife mostly and uh, stuff like that. But you can't have one thing. I wish that they did have is you can't have more than two people playing a game. Yeah, and I think there's no voice chatting capability, right? You can do some text chats. Yeah, but there is no voice, as far as I know, there is no voice chat. Yeah. That. And it's just kind of a different experience if you're texting people, which still texting and getting bad is still fun. But to be actually able to hear somebody's voice and be interacting with them in real time has been really helpful to me. Yeah, yeah. So that is um, Jack, Jackbox TV. Jackbox.tv. Just Jack. like Jack in the box, but no in. So jackbox.tv, so uh, J-A-C-K-B-O-X dot TV. Correct. Yeah, I'm going to definitely, I'm going to definitely check that out. Now, is it accessible in terms of, uh, you know, create, creating an account or signing in or do, do uh, people need sighted assistance? So I've never set up a room myself. I'm going to assume that it is um when you log into a room, there's just an edit box for a four-digit code that you need to put in to prove that you were invited to that room. Mm -hmm. And then you just pick a name, and it can be like William Rocks or, yeah. you know, whatever. I think it, although it can only be 10 letters long. 
or 12 letters long. Um, but yeah, you just give it a name. You don't have to create an account or anything. And then you just hit join and it goes. Well, that, that sounds really, really cool. And I'm definitely gonna, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Yeah. Let me know if you want to test it out or anything. If you, you know, I'm still learning the kinks myself, um, cause I've only done it a couple of times, but happy to go through it with you. Yeah. Um, so I will, I'll definitely let you know. Um, so, uh, w- one last question. Um, what is discord? Cause I've heard about it. I've read a little bit about it. Is it a gaming platform or is it more of just a chat platform? So I think the description, I just downloaded this yesterday. Actually, yeah. I think the description said chatting, video conferencing and gaming. So I think it is kind of the top one for people doing co-op video game things. Um, but it's the same concept as Zoom or Google Hangouts where you can just be sending chats to each other or countless people can be talking to each other over uh, internet connection, I guess. I'm sure there's better jargon I could be using. Um, oh, you're fine. <laughs> um but yeah, it's free. Uh, it's kind of clunky with voiceover um, just because there's a lot going on on the screen. There's a lot of buttons and the messages just pop up all over the place. So it's not the most friendly. Um, so I would suggest like if it were me and you doing it to do it through Zoom or Google Hangouts, which just has a few buttons and is a lot easier to navigate through the app or mm-hmm. the web program. Um, but it's one of those cases where it's accessible, but it's not the most usable in the world. Yeah. And I can see where it would get really confusing when you have a bunch of people chatting and if, if you, uh, you know, are among the individuals that use uh, voiceover or something like that. I can see how that can get, um, you know, it can get um, confusing and you, you, somebody can get lost in it. Yeah. So I just let somebody else send out the invitation and then I join. I don't try to set anything else up. Well, guys, that just about wraps it up for this episode. I hope everybody has enjoyed listening to it. Um, You can listen to my podcast through Google Podcasts, Apple, Spotify, and a few others. You can also subscribe to my podcast. If you'd like to be on my show, you can send me a voice message through Anchor. If you'd like to just get in contact with me in general, you can also send me a voice message through Anchor. Until next time. Take care, everyone, and stay safe.